The Bible Study Podcast, episode 526. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 2 Samuel 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to do 2 Samuel 4 today, and I think we'll move on to chapter 5, where David finally becomes king. Remember last week, we had Abner gets frustrated with Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, because he gets accused of sleeping with one of the concubines of his father. And so he basically goes to David to hand over the kingdom. Well, in this episode, little spoiler, it's labeled in my Bible, Ishbosheth murdered. When Ishbosheth, son of Saul, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage, and all Israel became alarmed. Now Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding bands. One was named Baana and the other Rechab. They were sons of Rimon the Berathite from the tribe of Benjamin. Beeroth is considered part of Benjamin. Because the people of Beeroth fled to Gitaim and have resided there as foreigners to this day. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and David came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now Rechab and Baana, the sons of Ramon the Berathite, set out for the house of Ishbosheth, and they arrived there in the heat of the day, while he was taking his noonday rest. They went into the inner part of the house as if to get some wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Baana slipped away. They had gone into the house where he was lying on the bed in his bedroom. After they stabbed and killed him, they cut off his head. Taking it with them, they traveled all night by the way of Arabah. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David of Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who tried to kill you. This day the Lord has avenged my lord, the king, against Saul and his offspring. David answered Rechah and his brother Baana, the sons of Rimon the Berathite, As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, when someone said to me, Saul is dead, and thought he was bringing me good news, I seized him and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed, should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men and they killed them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung the bodies by the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Abner's tomb at Hebron. Clearly, these two guys, these two brothers, who thought they were going to do David a favor. They thought probably they were going to get some reward for delivering the kingdom to him by killing this rival king. They had not been reading earlier in this book. They had not been listening to the stories. As David points out to them, did you catch what happened when someone on Saul's own order killed Saul and I had him killed? You don't kill kings. You don't kill the Lord's anointed, nor do you kill the son. Even if he's a rival, even if we're at war, David wouldn't do that. David, when given the opportunity twice to kill Saul with his own hands, because David was Saul's enemy, didn't do it. Because Saul was not David's enemy. And so these guys didn't know what they were doing. They they didn't understand the character of, of David and what drove him. 
And so anybody who'd been reading earlier in the book could see how this story was going to end. Didn't you see it? Didn't you just know what was going to happen when they brought David this quote-unquote good news? But it does turn out to be good news for David. And so we continue on to Second Samuel 5, and we finally end this brief period of two kings in Israel. Second Samuel 5, verse 1, David becomes king over Israel. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron, the king made a covenant with them at Hebron, before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem, he reigned over Israel and Judah 33 years. So David becomes king. The people come to him and they say, we know that the Lord wanted you to become king. Abner's not around, who was propping up Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth is not around anymore. Let's get this done. Now, it's interesting, a little foreshadowing there, it says how he reigned in Hebron and then he reigned in Jerusalem. It is useful to understand that Jerusalem was not yet an Israelite city. And that comes next. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem to attack the Jebusites who lived there. The Jebusites said to David, you will not get in here. Even the blind and the lame can ward you off. They thought David cannot get in here. Nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. On that day, David had said, anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are David's enemies. That is what they say. The blind and lame will not enter the palace. David then took up residence in the fortress and called it the city of David. He built up an area around it from the terraces inward, and he became more and more powerful because the Lord God Almighty was with him. Now Haram, king of Tyre, sent envoys to David along with cedar logs and carpenters and stonemasons, and they built a palace for David. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. After he left Hebron, David took more concubines and wives in Jerusalem, and more sons and daughters were born to him. These are the names of the children born to him there. Shamua, Shabab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elashua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elashama, Eliada, and Eliphalet. Now you have to believe that I am editing this episode as I do every episode of the Bible Study Podcast, and I tripped over those names quite a lot. So David is now king over Jerusalem, and that is significant, we have to understand, because it is a belief among the Jews that the place where God created heavens and the earth as he, the place where he stood is that temple mount in Jerusalem. The place where Abraham brings his son Isaac to sacrifice him is that temple mount in Jerusalem. So David conquers the, the city. He doesn't yet build the temple. That won't happen until later on in this book. It won't be built by David, but by his son. 
but he forms the city of David. And you can see the city of David now, or the archaeological dig of the city of David. It's not where the old city of Jerusalem is, but just to one side of it down the hill. But they've opened up recently an archaeological dig where you can go to that place, where you can go to the city of David and see some of the tunnels, maybe the tunnels that David used to conquer the city, or you can see some of the things that from that time period. I unfortunately wasn't able to do it in my last time. It's just outside of the Dung Gate in the old city. So check that out if you're in Jerusalem. There is some cost to that. But David now is growing in power. He has more and more wives, more and more concubines. Again, not something I would recommend. Uh, But he knows that God is favoring him. He understands that all of this is coming from God. So far, he's doing really good with doing the right thing for the right reasons. And it continues, When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So David went to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, As water breaks out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. Once more the Philistines came up and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, Do not go straight up, but circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly, because that will mean the Lord has gone in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. David has an unfair advantage. David is being faithful and loyal to God, and God is directing him. God is leading David, and all is going well. He is having victory after victory. He has the whole kingdom. He's conquered Jerusalem. Things are going to go well for David for a couple more chapters. So let's enjoy these next few chapters of Second Samuel as it will be the height of David's power. But you'll have to come back for that. With that, we'll end with this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.